The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. All had the experience being in a place where we just didn't want to be. Maybe it's stuck behind a school bus, behind a garbage truck, behind a traffic accident, and we really don't want to be there. And we could be late for an appointment, and we're in a hurry, and yet we're stuck in a place we don't want to be. And we have to know at times like that, that there's one reason and one reason only that we're in the place where we are at that time. And that's because that's exactly where a Kaddish particle wants us to be. He is in charge and control of everything that happens. And wherever we happen to be, whether we want to be there or not, is where he wants us to be. And we may never know why, but it's important for us to remember that the master conductor of the symphony of our lives does everything for our good, the time of it, and it's for our benefit. And most of the time, we don't ever find out why we had to be where we were that we didn't want to be. But occasionally, that curtain is peeled back, and the Kaddish Baruch allows us to see the infinite wisdom that is behind his orchestration of the symphony of our lives. And I want to give you one illustration. There's a seminary in Brooklyn that has a Rav coming to give a inspirational lecture to the students once a week. And this particular seminary had two Rabbanim that alternated. One gave one week, one the next week. And for many of the girls in the seminary, this is the highlight of their week. It was the last period of the day, in the middle of the week, and they looked forward to it. And on this particular day, the girls hurried to be there on time because the Rabbanim never allowed any girl to walk in late because it would disrupt the atmosphere and break up the continuity of the drush. So they all had to get there on time, and they rushed in their previous class to get there on time. And they were waiting in their seats for the Rav to arrive. And as she usually did, the Menahelis went to the front door, and the Rav was usually waiting there and didn't come in until she opened the door for him and knew that the girls were all in their seats waiting in the auditorium to hear the, the lecture, the drusha. But this particular day, the Rav wasn't out there waiting, and the Menahelis waited a couple of minutes, and then she took out her cell phone and called him on her cell phone. He didn't pick up. And she waited another couple of minutes, and she was getting a little nervous. The girls were waiting, anxiously anticipating the highlight of their week, and it wasn't like the Rav to be late. He was always early, waiting outside. But after about five minutes, the Menahelis thought this was strange and unusual, and she took a step that she never took before, and that was to call the rub at his home. She had his home number, but she never used it. She never needed to use it, but this time she did. So she called the Rub's home, and his Rebbitson picked up the phone. And she, Menahelis asked the Rebbitson if she knew where her husband was. Is he on the way to the seminary? And the Rebbitson was profusely apologetic. She said, oh, I can't believe it. My husband must have forgotten all about it. It was Israel Chag, and because of the schedule change, perhaps, that it was just coming right up the day after Yantif, he had made an important meeting somewhere. She heard about it, but she didn't know exactly where. She said, if he's not answering his cell phone, there's no way I can reach him, and I don't even know exactly where he is right now. I feel terrible about this. I'm really sorry, but unfortunately, I have to tell you, he's not on the way to the seminary, because I know he had an important meeting elsewhere. Well, now that Matt Hellis was really in a quandary, should she go back into the classroom and uh, give a talk herself? The girls would be disappointed. 
She did dismiss them early. She didn't want to make that a precedent that they would go home early, miss out on the learning. There wasn't anybody she could call last minute. And she was trying to review her options, standing in the hall as the minutes were ticking and she was getting more anxious. The girls were waiting for the rope to arrive. And she couldn't believe her eyes. She looked out the, the glass door of the seminary and she saw the Rav who was scheduled to give his lecture the following week. And she opened the door and said, Rabbi, nice to see you, but what are you doing here now? He said, well, did I make a mistake? Isn't this the day that I give my lecture? She said, well, actually, you're scheduled to give the lecture next week. But if you're prepared to speak, the Rav who normally gives the lecture this week isn't going to be coming, and you can fill in for him. And that's exactly what he did. And after that, he arranged with the other row. The other row would speak the following week, and they worked it out between the two of them. But just think for a minute. A row who always gives a lecture and never comes late, and sometimes make a mistake, get confused about the day. After all, it was this Ruchai, the day after, after Yantif. He wasn't in his normal schedule. A row can make that mistake. But what are the chances that the two Rabbanim would make the exact same mistake and switch around so that the rubber was supposed to come the following week, ended up showing up a week early, and the rubber was supposed to be there, forgot all about it. That could only be orchestrated by the master conductor of the symphony of our lives, who always knows where we should be at any given time, at any given moment, even though we may not realize ourselves how important it is for us to be there or not to be there. And it's important for us to consider this, not only where we are physically, but where we are in the stages of our life. We may be in a stage or in a place or in a situation that we don't want to be. We don't want to be there. We want to be somewhere else. We want to be at a different stage. But if we're in a particular stage in life, we have to remember that we are there for the same reason, because the Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to be there. And that should give us chizuk when we're stuck behind a garbage truck, we're stuck behind a school bus, or we're stuck in some other situation or stage in life where we don't want to be. But that's where Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to be. And that should give us hope and chizuk to withstand in the sayin of that moment or of that period. And in the schlus of that betofen and that emunah, that should help all of us to eventually reach the stage and the position in life where we want to be. And that's my bracha to all of you, that in the Swiss, if you are participating in this program or watching these videos and taking them to heart and strengthening your emunah and betochen, that a Kodesh Baruch is controlling our lives for the good, that it should talk a beat for your good, and it should lead you to where you want to be. And hey, Rabbi Amenu. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.